This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome back to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM. I'm Wayne Stan. With me, of course, is Barry Warwick. We are here for our sponsor, Travel World on King. And today, we're going to talk about coach tours through Europe. Now, this has surely got to be one of the, uh, oh, I was going to say one of the oldest forms of travel. You know, I'm not suggesting that, you know, back in the Roman days that you were doing a chariot tour through Europe, but you well, might Well, you probably would. If you were with the Roman army, you would have. I guess, I suppose <laughs> you would. But, but for those people who are going to Europe for the, best, for the first time, this is probably the best way to see it. Look, Wayne, I, I really do think that this is the best way to see a, a country because, uh, first of all, you have someone that is very knowledgeable about uh, the country and they can um, give you a really good rundown on the history, uh, what there is to see, the scenery, as you, and, and as you're touring through, um, they'll alert you to things that you wouldn't normally pick up if you were doing a self-drive. So let, let's... T- Pick a tour and let's go on one, just to get it sort of an idea of, of where you would go, where it would start, where you'd end up, and how long it would take, what you'd see. Well, I guess the the traditional tour is the through Western Europe, and um, you start off in London. So you go and spend a couple of days in London, um, go across to Amsterdam, um, then down through uh, Germany, through the Rhineland, Black Forest, into Switzerland, um, probably just do a little side trip out to uh, Austria, but just to Salzburg, not uh, not necessarily um, across to Vienna. Uh, come down to Venice, uh, Rome, Florence, uh, go back up to um, the Italian lakes, uh, then go across to Paris. So, so how uh, many days-ish? That, that would take approximately 14 days to do that okay. sort of tour. 14, 16 days, um, depending on the, the tour company. So. And, and you tour during the day or the night? I'm assuming you're sleeping at night and touring well, well, during the day. Well, it depends. Now, if you're oh. young, uh, you actually sleep on the couch between places and you party of a night time. Oh, that right? <laughs> but for <laughs> the older people, yes. um, well, the more mature people, not the older people, the more mature people, um, what you do is... Um, Yes, you usually start fairly bright and early in the morning. You'd start around about 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, your day would, uh, there's now mandatory stops on all coach tours that um, every two hours the, the driver has to stop. So you have your toilet stops and okay. et cetera for um, that reason. And uh, you'd probably finish around about 5, 5 or 6 o'clock at night. And this is really good, particularly in summer, because you've got the longer days and uh, then you can go out um, in the evenings, have a wander around. Now, depending on the tours, the, the cheaper tours, you'll probably find that you stop a little bit out of the city. Um, the more expensive tours, you'll stop closer in. So you, with the ones where you're stopping closer in, you just go out and wander. Um, the tour guide will give you ideas and there'll always be optional tours to um, to fill in that, that time that you may have on your hands. So the, the basically the bus tour goes from city to city each day as opposed to city to tourist attraction to city or do they go, might they go to a tourist attraction halfway through the day and you get to have a look at that and then on to the next stopover or...? Um, generally, they'll, they'll pick out highlights, and, and they've had uh, a few years to sort of perfect this. But yes, during the touring, uh, you'd probably stop at a, a couple of highlights along the way, um, stop in a nice town for for lunch, and um, 
you know, to have coffee or whatever, and then end up in uh, usually a major, or well, not necessarily major, but a, an important tourist uh, city for, for the evening, or it could be a major capital city. Okay, so if you're thinking about doing one of these, cost-wise from, give me a broad range cost. Um, and it has to be a uh, fairly broad range because you've got your low-cost ones. And But for a, a good quality one, probably for the 12 days, you're looking at around about the $4,000 mark. Okay, um, and included on the day, um, accommodation? They include your accommodation, your coach, um, there'll be some included sightseeing. Uh, there'll be some entrance fees into uh, different attractions. Uh, but you'll find that there's al- always a, um optional extra list of tours um, that the tour companies have. Now, they, the, usually the qualification for doing these is that not everyone will want to do that optional tour. Um, and if you did decide to do every tour, I usually, as a very rough... Um, guide, allow 25% of the tour cost for the additional tours that you might be offered Oh, that's not the too way. bad then, is it? That's no, right. but it's something that people need to uh, need to factor in. Uh, usually it'll be a dinner, bed and breakfast type of arrangement as well. So you've really only got to find one meal a day. Okay, lunch somewhere in some little village. Exactly. Oh, well, sounds right. So something for you to think about if you're thinking about heading to Europe. And the best part about it is that you get somebody else to do all the driving. You get to sit back and relax and just watch the world go by. Welcome back. We're talking travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stamm. With me is Barry Warwick. Barry, interesting to watch what's been happening with the airlines over the, the last month or so now, with yeah. Qantas especially you know, starting to cut flights back. Well, well, Qantas is cutting flights back and Virgin Blue is expected to make announcements on cutting flights back, but um, I think these sort of pale into insignificance with uh, what's actually happening in the American market because uh, United's just recently announced that it will cut their uh, total services by about 17%. Ooh. And that's that's a yeah, fair that's amount big. in anybody's language. They're, they're actually going to shut down their low-cost carrier, TED. Um, they're going to have something like 70 to 75 planes taken out of the fleet. And this is just one American carrier. Um, American Airlines, which is the, the I think they're still the largest in the uh, American uh, market, uh, they're going to retire somewhere between 45 and 50 planes, reduce their capacity by 11 or 12 percent. Uh, and that's just out of the American Airlines, their own fleet. But um, their uh, sister carrier, American Eagle, uh, is going. They're going to retire around about thirty to thirty-five jets. So um, Delta, third largest, fifteen percent. Um, they're taking out um, around about uh, fifteen to twenty out of their mainline services, twenty to twenty-five out of their um, you know subsidiary, their regional jet fleet. Um, Northwest at this stage is only 5%, Continental 5%, um, US Airways uh, around about 2 to 4%, but the, the analysts think that they'll have to take more out. And uh, so that means that fares in America will obviously have to rise to cover the fuel costs because at the moment uh, I guess they're not really covering their costs. And they're in their summer season. This will happen in the winter season. One of the interesting things about that is that when you look at, I was only looking recently at going from one side of the state to the other, if you look like going from somewhere to, uh, like uh, LA into uh, in, uh, to Florida, for example, uh, there are a stack of flights. You know, there's a, a flight going about every half hour. 
uh, all the time, and you would have to think that they're not flying to capacity. They couldn't possibly be chock-a-block full of people. No, when, when you think that every day um, that's... Uh, there's that many flights. Um, I think on the positive side of this is that uh, they'll be taking out their gas guzzling, you know, the older mm. aircraft. So hopefully then they'll get more fuel efficient and so then it'll be beneficial for everyone. But I think in the short term that it will uh, will obviously affect the fares and um, uh, the airlines will become a little bit more competitive. Is that one of those things? If you've you know you've got a trip planned in the next six or seven months into the states, that uh, and you're already booking flights now, that maybe it's a good time to sit back, wait, or do you think you know because you don't know whether it's be cancelled or not? Well. If it's cancelled, then they will put you on an alternative service. And I, I guess this is a risk that is always being run, in, uh, you know, particularly when you're, you're booking uh, connecting flights. Yes. It's, it's always hard. And particularly when you've done um, it on, say, the internet where you've, say, used Southwest into one and you think, oh, you know, I've got plenty of time. I can go to um, go on to, say, American and... Um, then once cancelled and they decide to schedule it later. In actual fact, uh, something like that happened to me on my recent holiday where um, I was flying Air Asia into um, or from Langkawi back down to Kuala Lumpur and then from Kuala Lumpur uh, up to Hanoi. And they decided that they would rationalise their services and cancel one of the services and it meant that the flight to Hanoi was leaving early in the morning. Luckily... I was already on an AirAsia flight coming down to connect, so I was able to change that. But if I'd been using a different airline, um, it could have been that I would have just lost the fare if I couldn't reschedule. Yeah. Okay, I mean, one of the problems with low-cost airlines is that you, you can do that, can't you, quite easily. I mean, if they reschedule and it doesn't work with whatever you've got set into place, I mean, one of the reasons that they're low-cost is because it, it allows them to manoeuvre to a certain extent to fill gaps where they need to, uh, and you can be caught. Yeah, and in their conditions, they say that you can, they can move the flight, you know, anywhere in that day, mm-hmm. um, and it's still okay. So uh, it's just something to bear in mind, and they don't have to refund. You know, if 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 that doesn't connect with the other carrier, uh, sometimes you can change it. Uh, sometimes it's a, a fare that you've bought, and um, it's just not changeable. So. Uh, it's something to be always a little bit wary of when you're you're making reservations and to make yourself aware of just what rules and conditions do apply. I know we tend to see, oh, there's a whole stack of rules and conditions. We'll just tick the yes box mm-hmm. and go ahead with it. Mm-hmm. Guilty, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Guilty. I, think, I think everyone is. I mean, I must admit that I do, and I think, oh, yeah, it's just easier to do that. And, okay. uh, but certainly with airlines, um, yeah, make sure that you know if nothing else, know the cancellation penalties, when you can change it. Some allow you to change it two weeks before, but they won't let you change it within the last 24 or 48 hours. So uh, it's just something to be a little bit uh, aware of when you're making those reservations. And always leave plenty of time for connections because planes run late. I mean, just between Sydney and Perth, you can have, uh, depending whether you've got a headwind or a tailwind, a couple of hours different in, in actual flight times. It's better now than it used to be. I remember being on a, a Fokker Friendship out of Sydney into Adelaide once into a headwind, and I think it was about a six and a half, seven hour flight. <laughs> That's right. We seem to be going backwards for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, someone just mentioned that on the Perth flight, and I thought, oh no, Perth couldn't be delayed that long, but yeah. You couldn't. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe I believe you could. All right, we'll be back again next week and talk some more travel here on 2NURFM. We do it, of course, for our sponsor, Travel World on King.